off to the hand. Oh, what's in the box? This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. But... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Explosive Hammer Movie Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jeremy. As always, joined by my co-host, Brian. Brian, how are you this week? Um, I'm feeling... Oh, God. <laughs> Forgetful. Uh, for, uh, yeah. Um, I'm feeling... Uh, unprepared this week. Unprepared. <laughs> that is, that's a good one. <laughs> um, I don't think I've used that yet. So you being unprepared did just remind me, though, at Explosive Pod... That's where you can keep up with all of the stuff because I am always forgetting that. So, boom, knock that out of the park. So, there we go. Jeremy's feeling prepared. So that's <laughs> one of us. That's good. Uh, what's new? Uh, it's been a few weeks. We had like a, we did the back to back episodes, which was a lot of fun. But it's been a little while. I, I mean, has anything big happened? Is is your world still like on pause? Like, yeah, I wouldn't say anything huge just happened. Uh, it was super fun during this back-to-back episode, though, so we should... we I look forward to doing that again in the future. That was really fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was cool. Yeah, nothing. Uh, for any... For any... For the maybe, you know, five, like, super loyal listeners, or like, wasn't this maybe gonna be something about Don's Plum this episode? I remember it. Well, there won't be. <laughs> so, there's that. I think A bunch of people just slam their fists on the table. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking so done. <laughs> um... I don't know how much interest people even really, because even myself, as I'm like watching the documentary in the movie, I'm like, I guess it's not that interesting. It's just, uh, it's kind of cool. People probably don't know a lot about it, but you know, you can go, you, let me just say, go watch the three part documentary on YouTube. If you care about Don's Plum and why Tobey Maguire, uh, how Tobey Maguire got a movie canceled because he was so jealous of Leonardo DiCaprio happens to the best of us. Uh, so that's, that's about it, um, as far as that goes, but big news, no, nothing major that I can think of. Did we tease Leonardo coming onto this podcast, I think? Oh, no, should we do that now? Yeah, we need to, well, I think we, I said we were gonna have a big star. Yeah, he texted me, he's having, like, some connection issues or something, so. Oh, okay. Just kind of, just listen, like, all the way through to the whole episode, because we should be able to get him on at some point, but, um, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, so potentially Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio will be on this episode, but probably at the very end, the very, very end. Yeah, and just yeah, in case so we continue to have issues, just, like, if you subscribe to the pod, we'll definitely get him on, like, in the next, at some point, you know. Right. You're just gonna have to keep listening, but he'll be on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, I just I've been playing a lot of Fall Guys and I haven't won yet. That's the that's the other thing I wanted to say. Ah, uh, okay. So two things about that. I'm glad you've been playing Fall Guys, and it it makes me feel a little better that you haven't won one yet because it took me uh, one week of playing a lot, like a <laughs> lot of Fall Guys, to finally get a win, and it was well, like the was it like the best the feeling ever it was it was so unexpected like i think that i just kind of like barely made it through the first couple rounds so i was mm. like oh you know like i've never i've made it to like i don't know a handful of final rounds and i was like no there's no there's no way like <laughs> it's not gonna happen don't get your hopes up and then i won and it was amazing and i was kind of pissed because I, I was i went to take a picture with my phone um and the i can't remember if it was the trophy or just something else some other like notification popped up and blocked like it said winner and it blocked my name (laughs) 
Oh, <laughs> it's no. like, what the fuck? That's that's funny. Yeah, I think I'd definitely be sending out a mass snap of look at this big old dick after I win. <laughs> I haven't like played a ton, and I feel like like not to swing my big old dick here, but I I can as long as I on the team games, my team isn't like like you know super idiotic or doesn't get targeted by the other people. I can usually get to the final round because I'm pretty good at like the other mini games, but I just can't get like the crown, the crown mountain one, whatever. Oh yeah, it's the, yeah, I, that's yeah, that's the one that I get to the most consistently, and I I can't I can't do it. So what did you win on? It was I can't think of the name of it, but it's the one where you are like falling, like the um the tiles disappear. The yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, pure luck. Yeah, that one. That one's fun too. That one's. I mean, they're all. They're all the finals are fun. That one's super fun. Do you follow the so, Twitter, the Fall Guys, Twitter? No, I don't. It's really, really entertaining. They've done like some really fun stuff. Uh, first of all, they said they like their expectations were so low, and they've been like blown out of the water by how many people are playing. Um, but they have uh, <laughs> they have some ongoing memes. One of them is like the yellow team they're always joking that like the yellow team is garbage <laughs> and or saying things like you know hey when we get to a million followers we'll get rid of the the yellow team we'll change the color or something like uh but yeah fall guys has like really taken over i think everyone's life i think everyone's played at least one game i feel like yeah it's like if you play video games if you're a streamer especially you've played at least one game of fall guys probably more but uh it's crazy that it's just like a reskin of mario like mini games basically yeah yeah i guess we should (laughs) if there is anybody i know we probably have a a lot of hardcore movie people in here that are like what is what is this a video game um (laughs) so fall guys like recently released on pc and ps4 and it's like yeah like brian just said like a mario party you play as these little beans with costumes and you just kind of do these ridiculous races and mini games Mm. um trying not to fall trying not to get caught in the slime uh trying to grab tails i don't know it's i don't even know what it is it's so like addicting but it's very like bright and colorful and it's a lot of fun if they could get like their like server issues down and like like loading getting into games and loading happen quicker it'd be because it's like it's just that so you know i was this close to winning whatever it's so addicting to just play like another game because they go relatively quick yeah and there's a fairly decent variety of mini games obviously people are starting now to like quote-unquote speed run them yeah yeah (laughs) um which is interesting what what if do you have a favorite mini game or do you is there anyone that you don't like i for sure don't like the the stupid fruit one yeah uh, or you just mad there's like it's just memorizing like the the tiles and stepping on because basically it's just like a, a, where everybody's gathering you can just go and yeah exactly and then it's just whoever pushes somebody else onto the next tile they either fall yeah. or they don't <laughs> um, and then um i'd like the soccer team one the one where it's, two, it's one team versus another team and there's two soccer balls as long as there isn't I yeah it's my first hacksaw in that one but okay. if, but if there's nobody hacksing, then it's fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that one. It's like a a less fast, less skill based uh, Rocket League, I guess. Rocket League, yeah, yeah. Um, I like okay. So slime climb is really frustrating sometimes, but it's I hard. Think, yeah, it's really hard. But I think it's one of my favorites. Um, uh-huh. The only one that I don't like, I'm not a fan of the the tails ones. It, either the team based one or i got to a final round and it was like uh-huh. a, a tail i didn't like that either yeah that one i could take or leave that one i don't hate it 
but I don't. I yeah, it's it's uh, it's whatever. There are definitely ones that I like a lot more than that. Ooh, I don't know if you heard that. I just smacked my head against my mic. Oh, I didn't. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I'm just I'm an idiot. Do you remember? You remember where we are? What we're doing? Uh, Leo. Is Leo still here with us? He said he was really frustrated with your like incompetence or something, and like oh, no. he said he does. He said in the next episode though. So if you're listening, like still subscribe and stay subscribed. But like <laughs> he said, he's just it's not happening this time. He's, he said he sent me a text. I was say, he, okay, well that's that's good that you. First of all, do you get to text a lot with Leo? You guys cool or did he just? Yeah, you know, just a little bit here and there on weekends and late nights. You probably ghost him a lot. I probably, <laughs> he's probably bugging you. It's like, Leo, God, leave me alone. Yeah, but no, he heard me say the word unprepared and he dropped off. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, okay, speaking of games, though, wh- there was one thing that I wanted to dive into I talked to you a little bit about. I finished Last of Us 2 this week, uh, actually just yesterday, and I think I talked about it a little bit in the last one because I talked about how like cinematic it is and I can only play for like an hour and a half at a time or something. I mean, that was the case like throughout the whole thing. But I finally finished it. Really, really, really great game. But what I mostly want to talk about is uh, I looked up the cutscenes afterwards and just to see like if there was, somebody had like a super cut. And it has 11 hours of cutscenes. Seriously? Yes. Jesus. And... Which, I mean, it's it's kind of believable. It took me 23 and a half hours to beat the game. Which is also just crazy, because that means that's half. Half of it was right. cutscenes. But it's not like... I mean, they're not boring or anything. Like, like mm-hmm. there's a, there's so much story, and there's, like, so much stuff to impa- uh, unpack. Um, so, I wanted to, I guess, get your thoughts on, like, really cutscene-heavy games, or if... If that's something that interests you, like Metal Gear Solid has always been like the biggest one. You know what I mean? Like hours on hours. I think mm-hmm. it's like the Metal Gear Solid Five. I think the first, the first cutscene is I think it's thirty minutes or something <laughs> before you even play the game. It's something insane. But um, I I don't know. I usually like I just go back and forth between story games and then games like Fall Guys or Apex or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how if you're into the story based games. It just—I don't know. Maybe. Really, for me, it's, for me, it's it's definitely like gameplay. I don't like. I maybe that's like obvious. Like you're gonna if you like the if you don't like the gameplay of a game, you probably won't play it. Even if you like the cinematics, maybe some people are like that. I'm saying for me, it's definitely like the gameplay has to be really, really good for me to like invest. I, I'm not a huge story in game person. Not like I appreciate it. I guess I just don't care a lot um, about it. Like. I'm kind of weird in that way. I I, I don't I will I don't skip cutscenes because I don't like missing story, but I'm not like watching them intently. It's kind of something that I just like am waiting for it to be over, even though I'm not skipping it, so I can keep playing. But yeah, um, I can appreciate. I think I said this probably too when you were talking about it before. I, I appreciate games like The Last of Us that are damn near a movie along with a game, and uh, my probably arguably my top one of my top three games of all time is horizon zero dawn and that is a very heavy surprisingly a heavy like a story driven game and um and i definitely wasn't i was i was completing everything i could to just to get that story actually so uh i i like i said i appreciate it but i'm not normally into maybe that's maybe that's one of the reasons i didn't get into the lot like the last of us series yeah yeah i get I that know, that it's it's kind of heavy on the story 
Yeah, and the first one is too. I just can't remember how, how much if it's on the same level or if it's less or what. Uh huh. But I, I hope that someone goes to the effort of making like a supercut of just cutscenes and kind of cuts out the stuff that wouldn't be necessary so that you could just watch it like as a movie because, um, the story is it's fucking incredible. Like, and I hate. <laughs> I, I think you and I are kind of similar. Where like when people are bandwagon they're, they're all over something like i i don't want to like it uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but this is one that just like uh, everybody's pretty spot on like it's an amazing game yeah um but i i would the, watch the shit out of a, a super cut of just cutscenes because that's like there's enough there's totally enough there that, i think that's such an interesting idea that what you said is like i somebody should definitely make it into like a movie with like 11 hours of cutscenes you could cut that down to like yeah, you know, someone maybe two and a half hours and make it a legit like Last of Us movie. <laughs> yeah, I've seen um the f- very first Metal Gear Solid. I've seen a two. I don't think I watched the whole thing because I've played the game so many times. But it's <laughs> someone someone made like a two hour supercut um, of just like basically like the least amount of cutscenes you would need to get like a full story and be interesting and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. That is that's 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 a. Uh... See, it's weird because that I would probably watch something like that mainly, like just to see how it's executed. Yeah, I probably wouldn't like play the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was. I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts because uh, I don't know. I, th- I it's cool. I, I don't know. Thinking about like video games as art, as a piece of art and stuff. Like I, in some ways, I think it's cool. I think it's neat to make super long cutscenes and like really make a whole piece out of it, but. At the same time, like, I, I could not play, like, back-to-back games like this. There's no fucking way. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh... I'm sure that it would be, like, a toll to do something like that. I'm sure that it's it's nice to be able to play, like, you said, a Fall Guys is a perfect game or something like that to, like... You, like, play, like, a couple hours of Last of Us, and you're just like, oh, my... You take a, like, a breath, <laughs> yeah. you know? Somebody, you feel like you're just covered in dirt and blood like Ellie or whatever, <laughs> and, then, and then you can go fucking fall down a couple times. <laughs> I would I would watch some long cutscenes of Fall Guys if there were any. <laughs> I wonder what the story is behind the Fall Guys. Are they like like made in a factory or are they like come from a like uh, I don't know. We were just talking about uh, Willy Wonka. Are they like oh yeah? Are they like them? <laughs> cranked up. I feel like I feel like we'll get more stuff with Fall Guys. Yeah, like I don't. There's a better way to say that, but you know <laughs> <what I mean. laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Nothing new here, really, either. Like, everything's still on pause, still quarantining, still, like, whatever. Really just hating everybody that I see (laughs) that's not wearing masks and, like, (laughs) fucking breathing on each other and stuff like that. And, uh, I just will say for our sports fans out there, we are, we're we're Blue Jackets fans and we were enjoying bubble hockey and unfortunately that came to an end and that was sad. Because uh, that that's just something that, you know, I I like having, like, it, I, I don't want things to be normalized because I want the virus to obviously stop spreading. But it, but it's nice to be able to watch sports because that's normal, you know what I mean? We can't go, like, yeah. like out to eat. I mean, you can, but Karen and I haven't been going out to eat. I can't go to, like, a movie theater. I love going to, like, movies by myself during the afternoon right. if I can, you know, whatever. Even just, like, going to the mall or something take a break so so it was nice watching sports and it's not like the hockey's over but the team that you know we were rooting for it sucks because they had pretty decent expectations too i feel like 
but uh, yeah, whatever. They're young, but I'm excited for for the football season coming up. I hope that doesn't get fucked over. So, yeah, that's I'm uh, curious how it's gonna go. I I will like commend the the NHL big time for how they mm-hmm. pulled off the Stanley Cup. Like it's it's really incredible that it's happened, and like you don't have a bunch of players getting uh, I don't know positive tests or something like that. Yeah, no, though it's been the bubble has worked. NHL and the NBA yeah. had like no positive tests, and also I've been watching NBA bubble uh, playoff basketball. That's that's been pretty fun. Uh, it's it's really interesting. It's it's so funny. Like they a player will dunk in like a big moment, or you know it's a huge dunk, and literally it's like it's like basically bleep it's <laughs> muted for like ten seconds while they just like yeah. are screaming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's fun. It's interesting. But, but yeah. Yeah, I think that, uh, nothing super new for either of us. Then. No, still watching a lot of movies. Got a lot of good movies to talk about. Yeah. Uh, are you ready to move on to the main screen? I am. I'm ready. All right. Um, I'm. I'll kick us off just because I have three over two. Uh, and I'm not gonna try and transition into my own because that would be weird. So, <laughs> <laughs> the first movie that I'm gonna talk about is Vivarium. I I think I'm saying that right. Vivarium? Ooh, I don't know. Anyways, I was going to say Vivarium. So. Vivarium? You're probably... <laughs> I, I'll take your <laughs> pronunciation over mine. So, okay. I saw a trailer for this a while ago, and it looked really interesting, but I want to say it was a like a film festival. Oh, yeah. It had its world premiere at Cannes Film Festival. It's a 2019 science fiction psychological horror film mm. starring Jesse Eisenberg and... Imogen Poots. I think we've had this discussion. <laughs> I believe it's Imogen Poots. I, I don't know. Um, but anyways, I think this is the first, directed by Lorcan Finnegan. I, I want to say it's his first. Anyways, uh, the idea behind the movie is that these this couple um, is shown or I guess brought to this like perfect kind of ticky-tacky neighborhood and then gets stuck there. Like, they get left there, and it's all kind of twisted. Like, there's there's some kind of, like, secret going on they're trying to figure out, I guess. Cause that, that probably makes no sense, does it? No, I, I'm with you so far. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, let me... I'll, if you're cool with it, if you're cool with spoilers, I would really like to just dive into a more spoiler-friendly talk about this movie because it's not one that I would recommend to most people. Okay. Um, hold on. Yeah, let me see. Because I actually got, I just got Leo's number two. Yeah, he says he's cool. He says we can spoil it. Okay. <laughs> All right, Leo's cool with this one. <laughs> yeah, we're good. So, okay. Uh, brief plot summary. <clears throat> Sorry. The, this kind of weird uh, real estate guy or whatever uh, runs into this couple that wants to buy a house. He takes them to this new development, right? They go into the neighborhood. Like I said, it's all very ticky-tacky. All the houses look exactly the same. All the lawns are perfectly cut, blah, blah, blah. There's no people. Um, but like I said, he describes it as a, a new development. So he takes them there. They're walking through the house. They're like, oh, yeah, it's kind of cool. But you can also tell they're not really into it. And uh, they notice, like, the guy just kind of disappears, and they're, they're looking around, and I think they come outside right as he's pulling away in the car. And they are, like, extremely confused. They get in their car, and they try and leave. 
and they drive for like hours through this neighborhood and like cannot find a way out mm -hmm. until it's like nighttime. They decide to just stay in the house. So it's kind of there's just like this. It's very creepy, but you don't really know what exactly is going on. And then I want to say it's the next day. If not, it's like very shortly after that. They come outside and there is a box with food. And basically they're like trapped in this house. Uh -huh. So they get a, ba a box with like food and necessities. And then they come out another time and there's a baby. Oops. I can't remember. I think the baby's in a box also. <laughs> um, yeah. So then they're just like, are living in this house with this baby. The baby is like super weird, screams all the time. And then it shows them like years later. And like this, this kid is like a boy now. It's like a, I don't know, maybe a seven, oh, it says here, seven year old boy. And the boy is fucking weird. He like imitates them and, and like is constantly screaming and just says a bunch of weird shit. And they're just like going through their day to day life. They're absolutely miserable. And at some point, um, Jesse Eisenberg's character gets the idea he's going to dig a hole and I guess dig his way out of this neighborhood. Okay, so really quickly, like the fast forward basically to the kid growing up, it, like they just accepted their lives there? Or they yeah, yeah, already... exactly. They okay. just, yeah, they just kind of accept it. I think after the first day, I don't, oh no, there's another maybe one or two times where they try and find a way out but they just get, they get lost every time mm -hmm. or they end up right back at the the original house and they still there's nobody they have no neighbors or any like exactly there's okay. yeah there's no neighbors nobody else in this neighborhood so it kind of shows their their day-to-day -day life as he like builds this or digs this hole mm -hmm. the boy keeps getting weird um sorry that pizza that i was eating beforehand <laughs> is really fucking me up right now <laughs> <laughs> Um, so of course, like the couple, like the kid kind of drives them apart cause he's like super fucking annoying <laughs> and <laughs> like, uh, Tom, Jesse Eisenberg's character just continues to try and dig this hole. And then one night the boy, I, I, this is like really strange. The boy just goes super fucking berserk. Um, and they're all they find him like watching a TV and it's like all staticky and stuff, but it's like, it's like speaking to him and then, and he's, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, and then I'm trying to think of what exactly is the turning point here. Uh, okay. So Jesse Eisenberg's character, they basically grow weak. They starve themselves like to death. Like Tom, the, uh, Jesse Eisenberg's character literally dies and then they just like bag him up and the girl tries to kill this little boy and somehow falls into like a – what do they call that in Stranger Things? The Upside Down? Yeah. Like fall, falls into this like Upside Down-esque like world. I don't even know how to explain it. Sees this like fucking demonoid alien thing and then comes back and then – is killed by the boy and okay. the boy bags her up <gasps> buries her and then like it shows him as like a grown man he puts on a suit he goes back to the original real estate office from the very beginning and that real estate agent that you see in the beginning is now this like withered old like dying demonoid thing mm -hmm. and he like bags him up and then like sits in the chair to like take his take spot his place, and then yeah. and then another couple comes in 
Cool. So <laughs> that's the full. I think I said a short plot summary, and then I realized how fucking stupid this movie is, and I really had to get all into it. I mean, it definitely um, could be an interest. Like, a, could be interesting, isn't it? It could be interesting, and there's like some moments where I was like, like the kind of horror, the really creepy aspects were really cool. And of course, I did the the official post Reddit check, and a lot of people were super into the the story, or I guess like the idea of this thing, like growing up and taking a place of the old real estate agent. And I kind of get that. I just feel like the like the execution and like I just, everything about this movie was too weird and slow, and I just yeah. I wasn't a fan. I didn't even know it was supposed to be horror. Like when I saw the trailer, <laughs> right. it just. It, it looked more like interesting and maybe sci-fi or like thrillery, but it was kind of kind of garbage. <laughs> um, doesn't vivarium means like it's like a place to like rate. It's like it's like a like a uh, bubble. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. So yeah, that kind of makes sense. And I guess it didn't click like in any way, shape, or form when I heard the title and saw the trailer. Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm. They're gonna watch the trailer, and that's it. I think it's gonna be one of those. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Watch, watch a trailer, and just kind of like take what I just said and put it up against the trailer, and I don't know. I, I guess yeah. you just. It, I feel like it's just like a an example of it, or maybe a decent, okay idea going really poorly. Yeah, kind of sounds like it, it wasn't executed that great, uh, which is a shame because again, it's it's one of those movies where it's a cool premise, and I would probably I def like if you hadn't just told me what the plot was, I would just read about it on Wikipedia because like I don't want to watch this, but it sounds like it could be something. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I'm here to save you time because like I was I was really disappointed. Um, well, I but I I don't know. Reddit seemed there seemed to be a lot of people with positive things to say about it. Yeah, not me though. I didn't like it. <laughs> Um, so that is all I have on this. Uh, I, yeah. So like I said, I was on the Reddit thread. Oh fuck. No, it's not thread. No. Oh, oh, <laughs> it was on a Reddit thread. <laughs> it was on a Reddit thread. Oh, okay. That's crazy. Yeah. Speaking of treads, uh, Reddit threads, I, I watched the movie tread, uh, which I, so for anybody, it's like, what the fuck's happening right now? That was our, that was our transition. Tread is in like, you know, tired tread is what I'm, we're going. Here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, so it's a documentary. I was looking on Netflix for something to watch, and I was kind of feeling documentary, something that wasn't super long. So I was scrolling through, and I saw I came across this one, and it tells the story of one Marvin Haymeyer, which that name probably doesn't ring a bell. It might, though. Does it to you? Nope. Okay. So if I were to tell you, if I were to say the word killdozer, does that ring a bell? Uh, kind of, but I can't think of where I know it from. Okay, if I were to tell you about there was a man that destroyed half of his town inside of a giant bulldozer. Oh, yeah, duh. Okay, yes. Okay. Oh, I remember this. So I, yes, I had probably through, like, Reddit, I had learned about this guy, like, a while ago. And had learned, um, basically, uh, what I knew about him and what some others might, the only thing they might know about him is this is the man... That was quote unquote screwed over by his the town that he was like trying to uh, like own a business and operate a business in, and <clears throat> once he got screwed over, he got fed up and basically uh, over a, about a year and a half, he modified a I'll just read it here a Komatsu D three fifty D three five five A bulldozer 
um, by adding like steel plates to it, concrete. He outfitted it with uh, cameras on the outside so he could like see like without uh-huh. having to actually like you know look out and expose himself. He had a fifty caliber gun set up in the back that he could just like it was like aimed out you know and he could just shoot from inside. Um, but I'm kind of skipping that here. Uh, I just want to tell his story really quick. Like I, I think that tread. I think that you know documentaries that tell a story like this like are obviously can can fall victim to taking a side you know yeah uh, that's yeah. the problem with any documentary so i thought it did a really really good job of telling you how this man over i'm not sure how long over over several years was like basically trying to operate this business and um it was granby colorado's where the whole thing takes place and basically they refer to like the local government there as like a good old boys club you know kind of reminds you of of Dover in a, in a way that everybody knows everybody and you know you kind of you if you know the right people you can get things done you know um, yeah and unfortunately he didn't know the right people because he he was from he moved into this town from out of town so he felt like he was being screwed over by everybody like um like the like I said the local government local boards uh people in the town that would that would buy things near him land near him so he couldn't do things it was a whole thing uh, you could you can read about a story, or I think the documentary is worth a watch. But either way, it tells the story of how he came to be fed up. But I think it also does a really good job of telling you that he uh, is just a mentally unstable person. And yeah. a lot of the people interviewed were, you know, ended up being his victims. But I won't say they were they were painting him in a bad light because of them being his victims necessarily. He didn't kill anybody, by the way. He just he what happened is he just like tore down like local he like went after his uh competitors in business he went after the the uh town hall he went after like stuff like that whenever he bulldozed uh places and uh but but the interviews people like i said that like their businesses were affected or taken down and they say like this man i I, like it would tell marvin's story where he would say this son of a bitch came up to me and said i'm never gonna let you do this and 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 then they would interview that very person they'd be like i never spoke to marvin that day or whatever when he says this so so i think it does a good job of not making him a sympathetic figure after he you know did so much damage and right and all this stuff uh and then it ended in his suicide inside of the the bulldozer basically after like i think it was almost like a 24-hour rampage that he went on throughout the town ended with him <laughs> ended with him making the uh he poorly chose a building that had a basement, which he didn't realize, so he collapsed his bulldozer in a basement, got stuck. Oh, what? And that's how it ended. Anyway, it's a super interesting story. I'm not really doing it justice telling, like, everything that happened, but, I mean, just just the idea that a man, like, got so fed up that over a year and a half he secretly built what was, like, a basically a tank and then took down the town with it is a really cool, cool story? No, interesting. <laughs> I mean, I'm li- I'm looking at the 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 tank, or I guess the killdozer right now. The killdozer, yeah. It's I mean, obviously, it did a lot of damage and everything, but it's kind of cool looking. It's a, kind of insane that no one would. I mean, where where did he build this thing? Okay, at? so that's like, that's a uh, not a big part of the story, but they really hit on he. So he owned. So basically, the business that he owned, he. Um, it was a, what was he doing? I forget what his business was exactly, but he ended up like selling like his land in the building to, uh, I think it was garbage, garbage truck 
guys so they could just park their garbage trucks like on his land and oh, stuff okay like. and so he but he but then he back rented it from them so he sold it but then he rented the building from them uh so he could use it to build his his bulldozer and basically he, he worked at night he modified the building so it was like basically soundproof he kept the bulldozer under just a tarp and and it's interesting throughout the whole he he leaves like his little i don't know if you want to call it like a manifesto or whatever but he leaves a recording about like he knows what he's going to do so like the day before he does it whatever he leaves a voice recording that's fairly long and it explains why he's doing it uh the people he's doing it to and why he feels they wrong them and stuff like that and the documentary does a good job of interspersing his like basically him narrating what's happening as they tell it sort of you know uh-huh. um, and then so once it gets to the part of he buys this bulldozer for, for cheap off like an auction or something and then he says so he said in his mind he said that god gave him multiple signs quote unquote that this is what he oh, needed to wow. do which yeah i know that's all that's you know cuckoo but like one of the first signs was that he tried to auction off the bulldozer and a bunch of other property that he had he said and i think like the bulldozer was either the only thing that wasn't bought or like one of two things and the other being like the building or something that he couldn't sell and he said he was trying to sell it for cheap so he's like well so so nobody bought this bulldozer sign number one he said sign number two i don't know if there's like necessarily a list but another sign was that the bulldozer fit into the building that he modified it in by like an inch he said like if it had been an inch bigger it wouldn't have fit in that building i wouldn't have had anywhere to modify it and then he said oh. that number three is like he's like i wasn't really he's like i was hiding it but i wasn't he's like in the back of my mind i wanted somebody to catch me so i couldn't do this but he said and you know in 18 months i was modifying this right there in front of everybody's eyes basically not one of them ever caught me he the one time somebody like asked him about it he said he was like working with like a scientist to develop like uh, a better engine for a bulldozer or something weird and he said but nobody ever really called me out and he said so i just felt like i had i had to go through with it <laughs> wow that's yeah. nuts so uh that's marvin haymeyer and the killdozer rampage and like i said it, the documentary is called tread on netflix and uh it was it was pretty interesting um and it was also i was happy that the last about half hour if not more was just talking about the rampage itself because you know that's what i want like that's kind of what i came to watch the documentary right yeah so i was kind of glad that they cover they like do a really in-depth like he did this then he methodically moved over here and yeah so i don't know when did that happen like what year like when yeah yeah it was uh june 4th 2004 so he started i believe he started june 3rd i believe it went through like the night and then he killed himself i think the morning of june 4th um, okay it was crazy they they were throwing flat they said they got a guy on top of the bulldozer and they were throwing flashbangs down into like his ventilation system that was like the only open area and it wasn't doing uh, anything it wasn't doing shit like wow it was just crazy this guy like you gotta give him a little credit for being as prepared as he was i mean he was i can't ever think of dedicating my life to building like almost the perfect bulldozing machine you know he couldn't be stopped yeah. by they had a 50 caliber shooting at him it wouldn't stop him he they had other uh construction equipment like like uh they had giant construction uh like machines like i don't know whatever it did other other like bulldozers essentially that would come up to him and he would just flip them out of his way (laughs) i don't know that's insane it's just crazy it was definitely like it was kind of like a random documentary pick but i'm glad that i watched it so yeah it sounds like it just kind of shot in the dark and it worked yeah i I definitely want to check this out yeah it was it's worth like at least like a, a short youtube video about it would probably be worth it but (laughs) <laughs> at least he wasn't i don't think the town was sweet on him he wasn't their honey boy 
He wasn't their honey boy? No. Uh, Sh- Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf is my honey boy. <laughs> um, so, okay, do you do you know anything about this movie already? I f- Once you start talking about it, I'll remember it. Okay, so it's, uh, it's a 2019 movie. It's written by Shia LaBeouf, and, and it is uh, ba- like basically a... what's the word I'm looking for here? It's, it's about his life. Like it's about his childhood, but it's just kind of like a snapshot, Mm. like, uh, I guess short story of his childhood. Um, so I don't know what your thoughts are on Shia. I, I really like him, but also accept that he's a little nuts. (laughs) And I feel like this movie like really dives into that. And the, the backstory, I guess, is that, he wrote the screenplay while he was in a therapy slash uh, rehab program. And that's kind of like directly addressed in the movie too. Uh, so it's streaming on Amazon. Highly, highly recommend. I've been wanting to watch this for a while and just haven't got to it. Um, but I finally watched it and the story. So <laughs> as soon as it started, like Mackenzie and I kind of knew what it was about. And we're both like saying to each other, like, how obvious is it going to be that this is about him? And because you, you know, because it's also starring him. And like I knew beforehand that he would be playing his father. Um, but like I said, we were both just kind of joking. Like, how obvious do you think it'll be? Uh, it's, it's super obvious in the first 10 minutes at least. The movie opens with like a 2005 Shia LaBeouf. They, now the characters have different names. So it's a 2005 Otis is his name oh, in the movie. Okay. And he, it just shows him like shooting movies and then drinking alcohol. Like basically just showing that like he's really good at what he does as far as movies go, but he has a huge uh, alcohol addiction. And it ends with him in a car crash. This kind of like five minute montage, I guess, of him like back and forth between those two things. Um, he gets in a car crash and is recommended to a therapy program and he decides to go. And a lot of the, the program is like, you know, unlocking where all of this stems from, I guess. And that's where you start cutting into these flashbacks of when he was a kid. Um, so that's when it's really obvious because the first flashback is, uh, a boy. I know I want to get this actress name, right? Noah Jupe. Uh, who does an amazing job uh, in his role as young Shia. Oh, young Otis. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but it opens with him in a very Louis Stevens look. I don't know how much even Stevens he watched. I, I, don't, I didn't watch much, but it's a very, he's wearing like this like floral, like tropical vacation <laughs> button up. Uh-huh. And he, he gets like a pie in the face and like, I don't know. It's, it's pretty obvious if you, if you, yeah you know, have any kind of idea who Shia LaBeouf is or what he's played, you'll recognize that it's about him and it's about him when he, during that time, I guess. So the rest of the movie just plays out, um, like I said, just kind of him doing that role and living with his dad, who, like I said, is played by Shia LaBeouf. Also, amazing job. Like, actually, just everyone in general, like, acting in this movie is, like, phenomenal. If there isn't anything else you'd like about the movie, the acting is like it's amazing yeah um so it's just kind of their relationship his dad is like also an alcoholic and uh, like a former drug addict and um i didn't know this like until watching the movie but like 
his dad basically left with him to go to L.A. and, like, chase his son's dream as being a child actor while his mom works and has a job somewhere else. I don't think they say where. Um, but basically, like, holds down the fort in case this, you know, goose chase child actor dream doesn't work out. But anyways, they just have, like, a really conflicting, hard relationship, I guess, and it just dives a lot into that for an hour and a half. And, yeah, it's really heavy, but it's really good. I really, really enjoyed it. I see that Lucas Hedges also plays him. Lucas Hedges, yes. Yes, Lucas Hedges. No, I didn't. But, yeah, he does a really great job as, like, present – or not present day. Like It's 2005 Mm -hmm. Shia Shia slash Otis. Um, It seems like it's definitely an interesting, like, idea that it's – it's just, it's it's something that I could I see Shia doing though like like it definitely seems yeah it is yeah it does seem very him uh, and I think like him playing as his dad is is really interesting to like watch the story unfold and think about the fact that he is also playing I don't know it's 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 a really interesting piece now the only thing that like Mackenzie and I were super not uh, excited about I guess. Is that what's the runtime here? I want to say it's like okay, ninety four minutes. So it's like, like exactly an hour and a half, and it feels like um, it just it feels like it's like a half hour too short or something. Like oh really? Yeah, the movie's like really starting to pick up, and then you just you get this extremely short third act, and we were both kind of like uh, like that was really good, but it's like I feel like there's so much more that to like. That was left to happen, I guess. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's always uh, interesting whenever you think a movie could use more runtime, you know, f- to help it out. Like, I feel like often it's like, oh, you could shave off this and shave off that. It's interesting that it seems like it was just picking up, like you said. And yeah, it right. it almost it made it feel almost like experimental, like because you now by the end of it you know that what you're seeing is what he was writing while he's in this program mm-hmm. and. So it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Like it's, it's different and I really liked it. I just, I wish it was a little longer. And, uh, yeah, I forgot like how much work Shia LaBeouf has done over the years. Like, because when I saw this, I was like, okay, so 2005, I was like, so obviously he's got this alcohol addiction. He must have a huge break in his career that I didn't realize. But then I go back and look and like, no, he's, he's been doing big movies like the entire time. Pretty consistently. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The greatest game ever played was that year. Then he did like Disturbia, Transformers, all that stuff. Yeah. There's a couple. So I saw this. This is on Amazon. I think the Peanut Butter Falcon, which is also a 2019 movie, I mm-hmm. would really like to watch. That he is also starring in. And there, I have another one I really want to watch with him. Oh, American Honey. Uh, American Honey Boys? Maybe yeah, American, American Honey. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then supposedly this Borg versus McEnroe is like an extremely good. Oh yeah, uh, he plays. Does he play McEnroe sports? in that? Yeah, yeah he, he plays McEnroe. Yeah, that it's it's just really funny that you are talking about this movie and you watched it because like Peanut Butter Falcon has literally been my do I want to watch it movie for like the last week. Um, yeah, and then because of that, I just yesterday I watched on youtube the shia labeouf song that he like oh if you know if anyone has you know where he gets like shia labeouf 
Yeah. At the end, it's just Shia watching the whole performance. I forget the guy's name that does like the narrating, or whatever. Who came up with it? But I just watched yeah. that yesterday, so it's it's per- it's so funny that you were watching or you watched Honey Boy, and it's like about Shia. Plus, me and Shia have a pretty strong bond because we share the same birthday. So. Oh really? That's exciting. I yeah. Know it. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's all I have for Honey Boy, though. Like I said, it's it's really good. Uh, if you have if you have dad issues, um, I guess like watch with caution because <laughs> um, it's there's there's some really heavy stuff. Okay. It's not like this like slow like lull movie that's just like beat down after beat down. But I'm just saying like there is some stuff that I was like, man, this kind this fucking sucks. Yeah, not not the movie, but you know, <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I guess for him. <laughs> Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's all I have. Uh, what can I say? He's his dad. His dad is a pretty. Oh, his dad was a clown, which is a true story. Um, but he was no MacGruber, that's for sure. Oh man, MacGruber, that's crazy that you mentioned him because I watched that movie. Uh, have you seen this movie? I haven't. I don't know why I haven't, but I haven't. Yeah, I was kind of surprised I hadn't seen it either. Uh, but so like MacGruber came out in 2010. It's the so it's obviously based off the SNL skit MacGruber, which makes fun of MacGyver. Um, and it's got Will Forte as MacGruber, and I love like Will obviously. Uh, and it's, it's directed by Jorma Tacone, Tacone, however you say it. So one third of the Lonely Island people, and it's produced by Lauren Michaels, and the screenplay is by Will Forte. So it is. It seems like everything you know that we would like. Basically, um, yeah, it's, and it, it has since, according to Wikipedia, it's since become a cult classic. It has, it doesn't have the greatest like reviews. I think it's mixed. I think it's around fifty or sixty on like Rotten Tomatoes, and Metacritic. Um, I will say, after finally having watched it ten years after it came out, that like it's definitely a little bit of a like not hidden gem. Um, I mean, it went unnoticed being a good movie at the time. I wouldn't say it's like. Um, pop star never stop never stopping levels of like underappreciation though i feel like uh-huh um yeah that's funny. like my one yeah uh and like and like hot rod even more so a little bit um mm-hmm. in terms of like being underrated this is not as funny as those movies so it's i don't get the same feel but obviously i mentioned those movies specifically because like you know it's it's got it's like got the lonely island feel to it uh so it's same type of humor um definitely some like laugh out loud parts but then other other times like the jokes are super obvious um super predictable um but it's i'm just trying to think what i recommend i would say yes i would say it's worth watching at least once um now did you watch it oh sorry go ahead no 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 that's that's it go ahead uh did you watch it because of the show the new show is there a mcgruber show coming out yeah this is okay i thought maybe that was why this is just like maybe two weeks ago they just announced that on um the i think it's nbc's new streaming app oh uh, peacock wait peacock yeah 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 yeah. so they ordered like a season one of mcgruber uh like eight episodes and i think it's original cast as far as i know really because that would be that's what i need (laughs) yeah um, I also think it's interesting. This was like the first SNL movie in so long, and it was the last like movie based on an SNL skit. Wait, so for that, like, 
Say that again. For that to come out in 2010. Mac- MacGruber was... Okay, so if you look at like a list of SNL movies, uh-huh. or you know, all, like movies based on an SNL skit, I guess. Yeah. Um, there's like an ass load of them between 1980 and 2000. Oh, I, okay, I see that now, yeah. Yeah, then there's nothing for 10 years. MacGruber came out, and then there hasn't been another one since. Wow, Ladies Man, Superstar, these are all great, but... Uh... There was an It's Pat movie... I did not. I, I didn't. Know that. I didn't know that either. I'd kind of <gasps> like to see that. <laughs> uh, I yeah. love that the tagline is the sex symbols of the nineties. <laughs> it's Pat. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, you're at MacGruber being ten years since the ladies' man, and then ten, it's been ten years. So, huh? Wow. I would. I would. That's a little. That's a bar trivia that I. Well, I can't do. I can't go to bars now. <laughs> That'd win you a couple bucks, though. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. What are um. Where are people? Where are like hardcore trivia people going for their to get their trivia fix? I, I mean, I've seen some like YouTube things where people are oh, like yeah. posting them, and you can sort of join in. But yeah, I don't know. That's that's a good question. I don't. I don't. For the people that go out a lot, I don't know. Like how? Like because even as like an introvert, I'm kind of going stir crazy. So I don't know how people that actually go out are doing it. Oh yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> I'm I'm like in the same place. Uh, we've done some like just driving around. Just yeah. like just to get out of the house, uh, that sounds nice. Equally as boring, but it feels <laughs> less. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's something. Uh, yeah. So, McGruber was uh, okay. It's yeah. I, it was funny. I'd recommend it. Is so like I said, that's Lonely Island. I don't know if Lonely Island's funnier or wait. Does this group of comedy people have a name? I don't think they do. I, knew, oh, I love no. that I knew what you were going for, but <laughs> all of the people from the end of the world movie, Pineapple Express. <laughs> I, I, I gotta say, our transitions have been on point. This like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nailed it each time. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not dogging your transition. That was my favorite one so far. <laughs> okay, so I watched Pineapple Express. Uh, this is probably my 69th time watching this movie. I've hey. seen it so many times. Um, it's been a little while though, and, uh, I know you've seen it, so I'm not even, I don't, I feel like I don't need to. It's directed by David Gordon Green, who I want to say is the, uh, Eastbound and Down? Yeah, Eastbound and Down, Vice Principals, Regis Gemstones, um, all of these great things that also have Danny McBride in them. Uh, so, Pineapple Express, Seth Rogen, James Franco, at their finest. It's, uh... Okay, so mainly, like, what I want to point out about this movie, I guess, is that what it's been 12 years, which, first of all, like, is fucking insane. It's been 12 years since it released, and it's I feel like it's one of the only movies, like, around this time, like, let's say, like, 2000 to 2010, I want to say it's, like, one of the only comedies to not feel dated. You know what I like, And I think it's because of the way they handle some of the things like kind of like the music and the way people are dressed and like there's some there's some technology use but it's kind of dated in the movie like i think i think most of them are using like flip phones and stuff so uh, yeah it's all i don't know it, it's just it feels kind of timeless which i like really really appreciate now because it's still like so much fun to go back and watch and i'm not like rolling my eyes like oh uh, yeah that that was funny in 2008 and now it's not mm-hmm. at all but, yeah, I, I, yeah, I totally get that from, from I totally understand that feeling for Pineapple. I've definitely gone back and watched it 
uh it's i feel like it's 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 obviously like a stoner film whatever but i feel like you can just this is one of those movies you can just put on and you're always gonna like laugh it's yeah absolutely it's just there's so many movies from that time that like in my head i want to watch again and i think it'll be funny and i'm talking about like (laughs) that just the slew of movies like well we talked about super bad once and then there's like talladega nights and Step Brothers and all these movies Mm -hmm. that like were extremely funny to me at one time, and they're still moderately funny, but it's not the same. Whereas Pineapple Express, like, I'll, I think I'll love this movie till the day I die. Yeah, it holds up, like, in, it, in, in all the ways, basically. Like, uh, the story doesn't suffer, it makes you laugh still. And, yeah. like you said, Franco and Rogan are, like, just per Like, Franco especially is just really, yeah, really yeah. shines in this movie. He's hilarious. <laughs> um, But, yeah. That's all that I have for the main screen. Yeah, that's all I have for main uh, screen. Are you ready? Are you loaded up? Hold on. Alright. I'm ready. The, you got the extendo? Oh, yeah. Are you yeah, ready man. for rapid fire? <laughs> Alright. Uh, tell me about Best in Show. Alright, Best in Show. Uh, have you seen this movie ever? No, I didn't even know it was a movie. <laughs> oh, okay. So, Best in Show, it's a 2000 mockumentary by Christopher Guest, who's, you know, is known for... Oh, his... shit! Okay, I'm sorry, I know what it is now. Okay, yeah, it's the, it's the, it's the show, it's the movie where people take their dogs to the um, made-up Mayflower competition to win uh, Best in Show, as the title implies, and what's just so perfect, like, this is, this was... Carol, so like I was me and Carol looked for something to watch. I was like, I think you'll like this because obviously you love dogs, and I think it's pretty funny. So we're watching it, and I forget what she said. She turns to me and says, "Like, like are these people like? Is this like like is this scripted then, or like I don't understand?" And I was like, "I don't think so." I'm like, "Are you not like the way she said it?" I'm like, "Are you not enjoying it then?" She's like, "No, I just can't." These people are doing like such an amazing job of like <laughs> like ad libbing, you know, that it feels like a real like documentary, but obviously it's not because they're so ridiculous. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's it's um it's really well like I mean the cast, you know, Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, Christopher Guest is in it, Jennifer Coolidge, um uh John Michael Higgins and Michael McKean, um which these are Jane Lynch, uh speaking of like Pineapple Express movies, whatever. Uh, oh yeah. And these are, like, people that, you know, you might, like, right off the bat, you might not recognize them, but as soon as you see them, you would. And they just all do such a good job of really, like, like like she said, making it feel like it's not, like, it really is a documentary of these just ridiculous dog owners. So, uh, and it's a cool 90 minutes. So I, I, like, I had seen this before. I was revisiting it, and I I still think it's hilarious. I mean, it's 20, it's 20 years old now, and it's really funny, so... Ooh, I really want to check it out. Yeah, have you, do you have you seen mascots uh, or any like her no. movie? No, these are both a, on my list. Yeah, I watched mascots. That one is hilarious, and that also has uh, a lot of the same people. And it's a uh, Christopher Guest, uh, Jane Lynch, uh, Fred Willard, Ed Bigley Jr. is in both of them. I should have mentioned him because I love him a lot. Uh, yeah, so he did that. It's bit, like mascots is like an updated version of Best in Show, except it's people playing like uh sports mascots so okay so so i guess if you want to watch a christopher guest movie probably watch mascots but best in show i still think like it holds up it's i mean it's just about a dog show so right it's you know whatever yeah 
There's a there's a mockumentary, and I'm gonna get the research team on this like very quickly because I know we're trying to do rapid fire too. Um, there's a mockumentary that was about like bike a biking competition, and I feel like it never released or something. I don't know why. I like I a big fan of mockumentaries, and that, like I said, both of those have been on my list. I don't think I don't think it ever released, but it had all these people. It had like um, oh Tour de Pharmacy. Um, oh. That kind of sounds Tele- Okay, it's a television film that was on HBO. Fuck! Okay, so I gotta get my hands on this one, too. <laughs> but it has, like, Andy Samberg, Jeff Goldblum, Orlando Bloom, Freddie Highmore, Julia Ormond, Danny Glover, John Cena, Dolph Lundgren. I mean, it's, it's insane. <laughs> wow. Will Forte, Maya Rudolph, Kevin Bacon. Sorry, Maya Rudolph. I don't know why my mouth just, like, completely failed. <laughs> Start talking, John Ham. It's oh yeah. I gotta. I have to get my hands on this. Jeez, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Love my communities. Yeah, I do too. Uh, eleven. Uh, Turn it to so, eleven. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sugar Rush. Do you know about Sugar Rush? Is that the? Is this a show on Netflix? The yes. It's like the pro- show. Yes, it's like the professional version of nailed it which okay. we talked about so much um so sugar rush it's kind of cool though i feel like it's it's got like a enough little twists on other like baking dessert type shows um they start out with a timer and then they have like one challenge they cook some or bake something and then whatever time they have left they can use in the next round and they just like keep going so like they're kind of set up for failure a bit um like nailed it mm-hmm. but it's they they have like baking uh, company. What the fuck am I trying to say here? Like cake company people. This isn't like Aunt Helen who auditioned for Nailed It and has never right. baked in her life. They're like real businesses people. Anyways, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty fun as far as like game shows, baking shows, whatever. I like it. We watched a shit ton of it in the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, um, we might have to check that out. We we love ourselves some cooking shows. But yeah, these people are monsters, though. Let me tell you. Yeah, like wait, when it comes to baking or like what, like shit talking or like what? Um, I don't know. I was just using it for the transition. Oh my god, I, I didn't even realize. <laughs> Signing off, everybody. This is Pen Brian and Leonardo DiCaprio. Jeremy's gonna take over from here. I'm gonna go find a closet and some and a belt. Anyway. Uh, monsters! Holy shit, dude! I can't. I don't even want to like talk about it. It's a movie, <laughs> 2010, uh, written and directed by Gareth Edwards in his in his directorial debut. This is the man that did Solo, Star, or, sorry, Rogue One, not Solo. He did Rogue One. Um, it's also interesting because it's written, directed, uh, the cinematography and the editing is all done by Gareth. So he really took on this movie. But, uh, oh, wow. Really quickly, I just the reason I watched this because I wanted to watch like a monster movie. Um, I. Man, when I watch a monster movie, I know that like it's scarier when you don't see it, and I feel that way with like Insidious, for example. But but when a movie's called Monsters, I want to see some fucking monsters. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, you didn't. I didn't see as many as I wanted, but it still turned out to be really? like, kind of. Yeah, it, it's hard to explain. Um, it's almost like the most you see is like at the end of the mist when you see the big one. It's kind of all that you see in this. I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. So, again, like, for a movie called Monsters, and especially the idea is, like, this guy has to get this girl across, like, the infected zone in Mexico from Mexico to the U.S. You'd think you'd see more stuff. That's what I wanted to see. I didn't. But for other reasons, it's still, like, a good film. Like, the acting and the story is still good. So, whatever. It's fine. Um, 
it, what's interesting though is the girl in the film she is engaged but uh, she ends up kissing the guy so her fiance was nothing more than probably like a 90 day or or so <laughs> 90 day uh okay 90 day fiance i i at this point i hate bringing it up but like it is what I watched a lot in the last <laughs> couple of weeks, so I feel like I have to. Um, I guess this time that I'm talking about 90 Day Fiance, I'll just bring up that there's like, there's literally seven spinoffs of this show. Uh, so we've gotten to a point where we're watching spinoffs. And uh, yeah, so there's like, so there's 90 Day Fiance, which we've watched all like, I don't even know how many seasons. I think there's seven, six maybe. Wow. Uh, and now we're into 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After, oh my God, which follow, follows some of the some of the couples. Mm-hmm. That's probably the most interesting. And then there's uh, 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. So this is before <laughs> they actually get engaged. Uh, and then since quarantine happened, they have a 90 Day Fiance pillow talk, which is literally 90 minutes of couples reacting to other couples that oh have been on the God. show. But do you watch uh, it? So, I mean... Oh like, yeah, Inception levels. Okay, that's that's really yeah. yeah. That's but it also pisses me off because I get so many negative comments about doing reaction videos on YouTube, and they've got fucking shows on it that are so popular <laughs> on TLC. I feel like I'm getting fucking robbed, except from Russia. Russia seems right. to like it. Yeah, no. Russia. But <laughs> can you? Uh, what else do they have? Oh, good. Oh, I just I need you to film you and Mackenzie watching the one where they. Oh, react. it's oh. So yeah, I, for sure, and. And then I'm gonna then I'm gonna react to you guys and put it on YouTube. And we'll send it to TLC. And if they don't cut us a check, <laughs> fuck them. There and oh, okay, this is not a joke. There is one that is one specific guy. I don't know if you've seen videos of Big Ed anywhere yeah, or pictures I of Big, Big Ed. Ed. Yeah, yeah. So there, Big Ed has his own mini spinoff that is him watching these reactions to the reactions. No, not okay. kidding. Okay. Um, okay, but yeah, on. there's a, f- there's like I said, there's literally seven spinoffs. There's a few others that we haven't watched yet, but <laughs> crazy. I'll probably at some, I'll probably tell you in the next episode. I, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Wait, they haven't even gone full circle. They've, they've drawn circles around the circle and oh, they yeah. just keep fucking going. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. But uh, I love it. I've never seen a show with more spinoffs. It's fucking insane. <laughs> it makes me feel better about watching it though. Cause I know I'm like, all right, I know there's a bunch of other dudes uh, with girlfriends or married or whatever that are also sucked into this vortex of 90 day fiance <laughs> shows. For sure. <laughs> oh, uh, that's all I have. Like. That's all I have. All right. For 90 day. That's it, right? Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're on to the TV too. All right. You want me to go? I think I technically have two things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kick us off because you have technically two. The main one, though, is the Umbrella Academy. Uh, I talked about the first season on here. It's the. I think it's super interesting that it's Gerard Way's like comic book, whatever that he developed. The, oh yeah, a, I always forget. That. I know. I and I told Carol that she's like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, lead singer, of My Chemical Romance." Um, like basically co-developed the comic book series, whatever this is based on. Um, adapted for TV by it looks like Steve Blackman and Jeremy Slater. But the second season basically just is improved on the first season. Um, I mean, which is you know all the characters are now like more or less fully developed in terms of how we know them so they can just do a lot more things and i I, did you watch i can't remember do you watch the first season or the second or anything uh i think i watched the first episode and something else came out at the same time that i picked over okay this but it's it's on my list i want to go i want to go back to it it, it's yeah it's kind of i mean like we have like we 
we both enjoy the boys and holy shit that's coming out soon i just remembered can't wait for that <laughs> next season but this is like this is kind of like a lighter version of the boys i mean it's a it's a group of superheroes although we're, we're following the superheroes directly rather than the people mm-hmm. fighting them but that it's them against like kind of the world in a lot of situations and themselves sometimes but it's definitely uh we like karen i binged it like when it came out it's one of those that's just like you want to watch the next episode really keep really yeah. keeps yeah it keeps pace is good the acting's really good uh speaking of inception it's got ellen page in it um and oh, i yeah. love her but yeah her her hairline just keeps like going back further and further i don't know what's going on it's <laughs> like i watched inception the other day at least a little bit of it and like I don't know. I'm, just, I'm. Hey, mine is too, though, Ellen. I'm. I'm balding too. So let's. I'm oh not, yeah, mine is talking. too. But I mean, <laughs> if there's anyone trying to win the race, it's either Ellen Page or JPEG Mafia. They're both. <laughs> the hairlines are in a race. A tour uh, de force. <laughs> so yeah. So I. I really enjoy this um, show. I'm looking forward to the third season, and yeah, I think it's worth uh, checking out. If you, I know superheroes are everywhere. But I think it's... well, I feel okay. From what I remember, between this and the boys, is like they're at least breaking out of kind of the like the superhero formula. Oh, for sure, the boys is like the one of the freshest superhero things. Yeah, ever. yeah. Oh my god, it's so cool. Um, and this is is yeah, it's it, you know it, it helps that this isn't a television show. Uh, this wasn't developed as a tele like purely yeah. what do I, it was adapted from you know obviously a very rich comic with a lot of you know stuff to yeah like when you can do like the marvel movies being adapted from all the history that we know them as you know that's it's a big part of what they are so uh yeah, yeah. so having a history and stuff but i haven't read these comics i don't know if i will pick it up like like watchmen you know made me want to read that but yeah um, i don't know we'll see about this but anyway yeah so that's umbrella academy so but tell me about well speaking of superheroes none of them bend air in this but <laughs> um no but ang does and avatar the last bender which i i have talked about before but it really is the, between this and that all the dining day fiance spinoffs these are really the only like shows that i've been watching a lot of and I, so back in the day like when avatar originally aired i watched all of them and so i'm just i'm re-watching i never watched legend of korra which i think you know, I probably should look into this, but I think that most of the fans say is like just as good. Uh, yeah, I as, think that's what I've heard. Yeah, as Last Air Bender. So my goal is to, uh, my my goal, my big goals for quarantine <laughs> is to finish Avatar so that I can move on to Legend of Korra and check that out. I mean, that's a legit quarantine goal, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, so what the show is like. I think it's like almost fifteen years old or something like that, and like I enjoy it just as much now. As they did then. It's just, it's really good. Yeah, I kind of, I've always been wanting to check it out. It's not, so it's not like, like it appeals to somebody. Not appeals, but it's not, it's not too kiddy for somebody our age. Like it's not. I don't for know. sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, I think I'll check it out. Um, but that's all I have. I'm, I'm very curious to know specifically what this next one is on your list. Okay. So do you have Pluto TV in any capacity? So, uh, yes. Okay. Are you sure? It sounded like maybe you weren't sure if you had Pluto TV. I wasn't because it's okay. So I don't know what the deal is, but Pluto TV is like really fucked up my Fire TV oh. because I have like separate channels everywhere for this for the same thing. I don't I don't know how to explain it. Okay, all right, all right. Well, okay. So Pluto TV, uh, it, it's like free and it has like I don't know, it just has a bunch of like random 
shit a lot of good stuff and it has some on-demand stuff actually it, had, it has monsters on demand which i thought was interesting but uh i there's there's two or three channels that are basically just 24 7 playing old mtv shows and so like this is what we like to have on in the background it is amazing i'm talking like true true life made disaster date oh, next wow um friend zone uh fuck. i all oh my like punked um all the great like older shows like right right after yeah. mtv wasn't just music but still had some of the good stuff on and so yeah. it's just like it's a it's a nostalgic kick in the nuts and uh it's just, <laughs> it's it's just perfect to have on like in the background like watching somebody like we watched a friend zone episode where do you know what friend zone is I am trying refresh. to think of it. Okay, it's it's. I know I do. I just yeah, it's the one where they cut their the so two people, uh, one they're best friends and one's in love with the other, and they have them like they tell the person that they're planning okay. a perfect date for somebody, and then they go, but wait, the date's really for you, yeah. and they tell them how they feel. So yes, two of the more interesting ones that we watched. One was a girl telling her gay best friend that she was in love. And so when she says, like, will you go on this date with me and just give me a shot? He literally goes, I, but I'm gay. And she's like, I know, but, and he goes, no, but, but I'm gay. And then, and then, so anytime they're rejected, they just do this awkward, like, walk away. Like, one of them just has to walk away in the car and they, and they still kind of film that. So they did an update on this one and it was just funny. It was like three months later and she's like, well, I'm still like, I'm moving out of my mom's house and I'm, I'm really grown up. Uh, I'm not really close to my friend anymore like we're not close i'm like yeah because you don't try to turn them straight like what is your what is your problem <laughs> um and the other one was this guy told his his female best friend that he had feelings for her while she had while she's currently like has a boyfriend like in the show and he's like are you sure you won't just dump him for me and she's like well no like i like i like my boyfriend oh, and all man. i can think about is because like next when you watch it is pretty obviously staged really i don't think this is staged like you can tell you know how you can just tell like when right yeah acting. like yeah i truly feel like this is real shit and how do you where do you go from there if your best friend can <laughs> get you to break up with your current like significant yeah album? i don't know it's so it's just really funny it's cringe and like i said it just brings you back to that that old shit that we would watch like i used to love true life and made yeah, I was going to ask if you had a favorite of any of those. Because True Life was always... True yeah. Life is what I've watched the most of, for sure. Probably True Life. Pro the ones that aren't, like... I hated, like... I mean, obviously, like, they, they made True Life forever. They still might. It, eventually, it's like True Life, you know, I am addicted to, like, Facebook. I guess it's not super crazy or whatever. But I like the, I like the old school things. I like True Life. I'm addicted to heroin, you know. That was the good stuff. <laughs> All right, so it came off, maybe. Like, I, I know hold on no, wait wait i lost you for a sec and then i came back and you were laughing and I, then i just felt awkward because i oh, did something so, good and i thought i did something terrible i was just saying that like i don't want the true life i'm addicted to facebook i like the true life i'm addicted to hard drugs like the the early <laughs> stuff the good stuff i mean like i that was i don't know that was, those were the good good ones <laughs> uh, but that's that's all i have for tv too. it's crazy that i don't know that, those are just like a whole different breed of shows you know yeah for sure now like even uh, if like, you just old get on social media sure. you're seeing like even was... i don't know get on some one person's feed and you can just watch like true life i'm addicted to eating ass and so like people i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say here <laughs> like there's i promise you that there's like something i thought about in my head that makes more sense than what i'm saying right now <laughs> i think i got it 
Eating ass. Uh, true life, I just had an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's been, like, not my finest for sure. So, enjoy this, people. <laughs> well, you said it. You said unprepared. You basically, yeah, right from the you game. set the tone right off the bat. You know what I mean? So if there's anything, if anyone wants to say anything bad, they can't say you were dishonest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. What was I? Oh. Okay. So Jersey Shore, is that on that list? Did you say that? Uh, It is. Yes. Yeah, so you can watch old Jersey Shore because. Slash. Did you watch Jer- Jersey Shore? Yes. Well, okay. So like in high school, I used to have like, like guy like dudes come over you know like our group of friends would come over and we would watch like the new jersey shore the jersey shore okay and yeah it was like to hate on it but at what point are you like what like just watching it you know what i mean <laughs> Instead of... is it yeah i i feel like i don't know if jersey shore did but i feel like a lot of shows kind of accepted that that was what most people were really watching for was to, right. like to hate the show uh I, um, so Mackenzie doesn't watch it anymore, but for a long time she watched the like the sixteen and pregnant girls because oh my god the yeah, two mom and that's on there too yeah so the two seasons that were like the most popular was like our junior year and senior year of high school so the the people are like the same age as us uh-huh. and I so that show both of those are still currently on and I think up until maybe like three years ago two or three years ago she still watched it but at some point it was like you know it just turned into like i cannot fucking stand these people or their lives but i want i but i have to watch it all burn to the ground (laughs) yeah pretty much that's one show though that's so problematic because you know at least one girl out there thought that she could get famous by getting like probably intentionally got pregnant at least try yeah yeah i think that's why they killed off the show and just focused on the people that had already been on it that makes sense yeah i mean like that farrah girl is straight up like famous now basically for being like a shitty yeah. mom uh but oh yeah not just a shitty mom do you know how much do you know about Farrah? well she did like porn too yeah she did the porn she sells chocolate molds of her butthole that's all that i want to know i didn't want to know that i'm yeah i need to erase that from my mind <laughs> that's, I'm, gonna, I'm actually you know what i'm gonna do I'm gonna light my Gwyneth Paltrow candle, my vagina candle. Um, <laughs> my and, I'm gonna sit, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna have a romantic night where I eat a bunch of chocolate Farrah buttholes and just listen to music. That's hey, you know what? Do. If that's what you gotta do, I will gladly sell EH sponsored Jeremy and Brian buttholes, or oh, if I have God. to, just Jeremy buttholes made of chocolate. <laughs> oh God! So so you get to say like I'm eating her ass? Is there is that like? I mean, I don't. Dude, know. I have. I have no idea. It's so stupid. But it's funny that you I don't understand it. It's funny you mentioned Jersey Shore though because we and and speaking of a bunch of spinoffs like Jersey Shore had that, then there was Jersey Shore Family Vacation, there was Wow and Snooky, there was maybe oh, yeah. even another one. And now Kara and I sadly watched Double Shot at Love, which is Vinny and Polly uh hanging out with a bunch of bitches and that's that's <laughs> it. That's the show and we watch it. <laughs> Uh, I had not heard of that one. That sounds fantastic, though. But is it hap- that's happening now? Or yeah, so, see, that's this the thing. It's happening now. It's so funny because, like, on the old the old MTV, they're showing like Jersey Shore, you know, from whenever two thousand yeah, whatever. Yeah. And it's funny to watch that. And then, like, I mean, Kara and I are definitely still still keeping up with these people on <laughs> season two right now. Double shot of love. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm, get, I'm about to get on Pluto TV. Like, right. Right after we're done with this. Pluto TV is actually pretty stuff. legit, though. Like, in ter- just for a free service. It's actually got some sweet channels on there. 
Yeah, I just wish that it would stop making uh, <laughs> shortcuts like all over my home screen on my TV. Uh, also, shout uh, out to MTV Vault. I'll just say that's a that's a YouTube channel called MTV Vault. They do like old punk cribs, celebrity death matches on that YouTube. That's the one that I was really hoping <laughs> I was hoping you'd say it, and I didn't even want to bring it up because it's like I could talk about celebrity death match all the time. Um, yeah, that's one of those shows that I was I remember being like very very little and watching and knowing that I should not have been watching. Oh it. yeah, for sure. I think I had a, at some point a DVD of an episode because and I've watched this episode oh, a billion fuck, times. Yeah. It was the one where Loch Ness fight, fights Bigfoot and <laughs> hype it up the entire episode. I, like I think they start like with them in the back dressing rooms, whatever, and then I think Bigfoot or I mean Loch Ness goes on a rampage around the city, being ridden by some I don't remember some other celebrity. And then I'm pretty sure the fight is they get in the ring and and the Loch Ness monster just whips uh, Bigfoot's head off <laughs> with his tail in five seconds, and that's the, that's the fight. And everybody's like, "Oh, <laughs> that's, the, that's like one of the episodes I always remember." <laughs> I love it. You know, it's surprising that there hasn't been anything like that since. I know they tried to bring it back, and that was like really, really terrible because it was all CGI. Um, but um, I think like an like an influencer death match oh my god would, would make a killing like i think i just came That's up funny. with a million dollar idea yeah don't you need to cut that now hold on i'm gonna yeah hold on i'm just i'm gonna call leo right as soon as we're <laughs> done recording i'm gonna call leo because he is always into this kind of stuff oh yeah he's always looking for adventures especially like that uh fucking prank yeah. yankers is brought back just another just a ridiculous show oh that yeah I never thought it would be brought back yeah it's crazy That's nice. <laughs> But, uh, so yeah, MTV Vault, shout out to the old MTV shows. I'm probably going to watch a bunch of those now. Yeah, I got to go check it out. <laughs> um, I don't have anything else. Did you, did you have anything else? What are we looking at here? Oh, we're golden on time. Oh, good. Yeah, no, that's, that's all I have. All right. Um, so Leo, I don't know, I guess, honestly, he's kind of pissing me off right now. So may, like, maybe we're going to cut ties with him if he keeps this shit up, but just to or, be safe. Yeah. Add explosive pod. Or what? Well, I was going to say, or he could be on the next episode. Like, you have to pay. You have to stay tuned. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, if... Honestly, just subscribe and make sure, like, see if he gets his shit together by the next episode or what. <laughs> wait, oh, wait, hold on, actually. <laughs> He's calling me. I have him on speakerphone. Hold on one second. I'm on top okay. of the world! All right. Like, <laughs> that, that's all he wanted to say. He called me, he said that, and he hung up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, we probably won't have him on. Oh, what a moment in EH history. <laughs> all right. That's all I have for real. Uh, you got anything else? No, no, no. That's it. That's it. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Bye.